Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm your host, Paul Beckerman. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. What's in the toolkit? What? What is in the toolkit? What's in the toolkit? Check it out. The topic of today's episode is ChatGPT. ChatGPT has been a hot topic since its release in November, and it's the latest example of disruptive innovation to hit education. It's something that all educators should at least be aware of, so we wanted to provide a little bit of background and context around this topic. Let's start with the basics. So what is ChatGPT? In simple terms, it's a web-based artificial intelligence tool developed by OpenAI that generates human-like text responses to questions and word prompts. Essentially, when you ask a question, it sifts through the billions of articles, words, and sentences in its database and then generates the next most probable response based on those examples. It's kind of like an internet search, but it's based just on this database of knowledge. When I asked ChatGPT about itself, it gave me a definition similar to this and then added that it is, quote, been used to create applications such as language translation, text summarization, and conversation generation. ChatGPT is free for anyone who sets up an account, and users must be at least 13 years old to register. When you go to the application, you are greeted by a simple interface. It has a simple text box, much like a Google search field, and the landing page offers you three examples to get you started. It says that you can enter things such as Explain quantum computing in simple terms. Got any creative ideas for a 10-year-old's birthday? And how do I make an HTTP request in JavaScript? Once you've decided what you want to search, you type in your inquiry and immediately get a response. You can even watch the application typing out your answer as it's generated. And while the answers are not always perfect, they're remarkably good. The homepage on the site calls out three capabilities of the program. It indicates that it remembers what a user has said earlier in a conversation. It allows users to provide follow-up corrections to their inquiries. And it is trained to decline inappropriate requests. Though I couldn't find anything on the site that explained what it considered to be inappropriate. The program also concedes that it has limitations. It lists that it may generate incorrect information. It may produce harmful instructions or biased content and it is limited to knowledge of the world and events after 2021. The last one makes sense since the app is not connected to the live internet. It draws upon information it harvested and stored before its release. I was curious to try it out, so I performed some searches on my own. First, I wondered if this could save me time as a teacher. So I put my English hat on and I typed in lesson plan ideas for teaching theme in To Kill a Mockingbird. Within seconds, I got back a list of eight really good ideas for learning activities. Some even provided specific references from the book. If I were teaching the novel, I would not take this list and implement it in its current form or in its entirety. But honestly, it would help me get started and provided ideas I could really work with. Where an internet search would give me a long list of links to explore, ChatGPT searched for me and synthesized it all into an accessible summary. That alone could save me a lot of time. When I was in grad school, I wrote my master's thesis on the author John Hassler, so I decided to ask ChatGPT to write me an essay about John Hassler's novels and the theme of compassion, which was the topic of my thesis. It quickly gave me back five paragraphs of information about Hassler's novels, complete with examples related to compassion. 
Now, I probably wouldn't call this a fully formed essay. Instead, I'd call it a good list of notes that I could use to write an essay. A friend of mine was experimenting using ChatGPT in our songwriting group last week. Our prompt was the word plunge, so he asked the app to write me a song in the style of John Prine containing the word plunger. ChatGPT then nicely spit out an organized song about a plunger with two verses, a bridge, and a chorus. It wrote about a plumber whose best friend was a plunger because it's good for fixing clogs and pipes. Nothing inspirational there, but it was a song. Another member immediately chimed in that he did it too and the app plagiarized another song. This didn't really surprise me considering the app is pulling from a database which would have included those other songs. The app apparently took those ideas and then remixed them into a new final product. It's interesting to note that each time you run the same query in ChatGPT, you'll get a new result. This makes the act of Googling for plagiarism kind of unreliable and maybe not even possible. And there is a part of the big controversy in education, academic integrity. Speaking of this, you may be aware of the big news story that broke shortly after ChatGPT was released. The largest school district in the country, New York Public Schools, blocked ChatGPT for all students and staff because of concerns about cheating. Since then, other districts have followed suit and others have taken the opposite approach and said they will not be blocking it. The questions arise, will students use this to cheat? Probably, just like they currently use the internet and any other tool at their disposal. If they don't see value in the assignment, they'll likely look for a shortcut. Can it write a paper for a student? Well, pretty well, actually. So then the question is, are we better off blocking it? It's really not a simple question, and it depends on your perspective. According to New York schools, they believe blocking it will limit cheating and help preserve academic integrity, especially in the area of writing. On the other hand, will students still have access to this on their phones and at home? Probably. It might limit the use of it at school, but there's likely no way to restrict these behaviors when a student leaves campus. As a former English teacher, I understand where this concern comes from. I can hear the questions that are being asked by English teachers all over the country, and other content area teachers for that matter. How will this impact teaching students how to write? How will I know that they didn't just use ChatGPT to write their essay? They're good questions and ones that need to be worked through for sure. There's probably an element of fear here too, as in, will I become irrelevant as an English teacher if students no longer need to learn how to write? I'm personally not ready to buy into that fear yet. I've seen too many technologies be forecast as the end of teaching to believe that we can be that easily replaced. At one point, TV and movies meant the end of teaching. Then it was the computer. Through all of that and more, teachers are still just as important, if not more important, than ever before. Of course, the introduction of new technologies like this will force us all to continue to evolve. The other common perspective is to not block it at all and use it as an opportunity to teach students how to use it appropriately, much like we did with the calculator in math or spell check and grammar check in writing papers. After all, we need to prepare students to live in a world where they will have access to these tools. This approach might require us to rethink what assignments we give to our students, and it might actually be okay if we do that and take a look at what we are asking them to do. It's similar to the question we've had to ask about the internet in general. If the answer can be easily googled, should I be asking that question on a test? Or is there a higher level thinking task that I can ask my students to do with the new learning that requires them to synthesize new ideas in a way that's harder to search? 
And in many respects, this is the authentic learning we want them to do. In the short time since the release of ChatGPT, I've seen dozens of articles and blogs posted from educators both excited about new opportunities that this app may provide to energize and improve teaching and learning, as well as articles predicting the end of the essay and the collapse of academic integrity. This is just the beginning of this new chapter in educational disruption, and there's probably not a one-size-fits-all approach to it. It's likely a conversation that will need to take place at each school or district in order to find the correct path forward. Regardless of policy and practice decisions, it's important for us to realize that AI and apps like ChatGPT are not going away. On the contrary, AI, or artificial intelligence, is just taking off. Much like personal computing did in the 90s, or cell phone and social media in the 2000s, its transformational impact is just getting started. Kelsey Piper, in a recent article in Vox, points out that 2022, quote, was the year AI went from a niche subject to a mainstream one. She also predicts that the next version of ChatGPT is nearly ready for release, and that Google has their own version that is presumed to be even more powerful. I wish I had a simple formula to give you about how to approach chat, GPT, and other AI programs in school, but really there are probably more questions than answers at this point. The story is still being written. As educators, however, we play an important role in this conversation and how that story turns out. I can't tell you exactly what to do at your school or in your classroom, but I would encourage you to learn about it and consider how you can best prepare your students for a world of AI. When our students leave us, Will they know when to use AI and when to rely on their own thinking? Will they understand how AI works so they can evaluate the results that they get from their inquiries? Will they become ethical users of apps, programs, and tools that are driven by AI? Those are key questions to answer. The more informed we are about it as educators, the better we will be able to serve our students. The one thing I'm pretty sure about is that it's not going away and it will likely become part of our lives, just like other forms of artificial intelligence already have, like GPS, internet searches, Alexa, chatbots, and social media algorithms. We can pretend it doesn't exist, but eventually our students will be living with it. As we make our decisions, we need to ask, what should we be doing to help students prepare to be effective citizens in an AI-infused world? To learn more about today's topic and explore other free resources, visit avidopenaccess.org. And of course, be sure to join Rena Winston and me every Wednesday for our full-length podcast, Unpacking Education, where we are joined by exceptional guests and explore education topics that are important to you. Thanks for listening. Take care, and thanks for all you do. You make a difference.